0: Well, I'm not a millennial. They know nothing about Office 365.
1: After a good single malt, you sound like one.
0: What can I get you guys? Are oh, the usual podcast whiskey. Something unique. This is a well-stacked bar. We've got a lot to cover, Steve, so let's pace ourselves.
1: Or an extra whiskey tonight for all those cloud technology heroes.
0: That's just an excuse. We are the heroes. What are you talking about?
1: Our podcast, Office 365 Distilled. Hey, Marin, Episode 56. Boom! Do you know, I have a feeling that I'm repeating myself.
0: (laughs) Well, only every 55, 56 so yeah
1: it's true i suppose i was referring to the fact that i forgot to hit the record button three times so i had to start this three times exactly
0: but i'm i I was kind of thinking like maybe i should take that little sound bite and then use that as my alarm clock to wake me up in the morning
1: hey (laughs) get the self out to bed boy
0: exactly yes yes
1: Maybe we could uh, start selling our podcast as uh, phone rings.
0: Yeah. So, hey, fill in your name. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Or something along okay. those lines.
0: Yeah. Would there be a market for that? Probably.
1: <laughs> well, with, with all the tens of thousands of listeners we have.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I
1: think that there's a very good chance the answer to that question is probably no. <laughs>
0: Well, if you're listening, if dear listener, if you're listening to this podcast and you want Steve to give you a soundbite saying, hey, whatever your name is, or you want to give that to your loved ones, although Valentine's already passed. um, Well, the first of April is coming up. So if you want
1: to
0: have a little fun fun and uh, change that ringtone from your loved ones or whatever to something like that.
1: That's true. That's true. And uh, fiverr.com, <laughs> my gig. <laughs>
0: exactly. Exactly.
1: Oh, what a day. What a day. Well, people may or may not have realized this, but we're, of course, locked down kind of. Or we are at least taking the opportunity to be a little safer.
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah. So we, we're back online. Uh, the, the COVID has got close. So... There we go. Yeah,
0: but this this means that I can finally fart again, so that's good.
1: You farted before, I just used to ignore it.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Yes. You opened
1: the door and then I knew and I just was very politely carried on. No, that as was if, for the dog. <laughs> as if nothing had happened, and just continued it. Oh. <laughs> no, that's all right. I, I do appreciate a good fart like anybody else.
0: Exactly, exactly.
1: <laughs> so uh, we was uh, working out what to say today and we really couldn't think of a particular subject. So I've come to the conclusion that the reason that we can't think of this is that Office 365 is obviously now perfect. Obviously. Obviously, obviously perfect. There's nothing wrong with it. Nothing that we would want to bitch about at all. Except.
0: Except when the internet breaks down. Or when people are used to doing Zoom meetings and they want ridiculous things in Teams as well. Like, for example, the ability to change your name when you're in a Teams meeting.
1: I can do that on Zoom. I was doing that the other day.
0: I know. You can't do that in Teams. Oh, just Because Microsoft says, no, you've got an account and this is who you are. So you just need to be that person.
1: Or, of course, it could be that from a GDPR perspective, they need to know who said what.
0: Oh, that's a good one. I'm gonna use that as a as an answer for my customers.
1: <laughs> There's Moraine's lesson of the day from the podcast.
0: Exactly, according <laughs> to GDPR regulations.
1: Yes, you're not allowed to yes. change the name on your call. So exactly we because
0: what? Otherwise, the attendee report would show up as uh, you being Mr. Mickey Potato Mouse. Head or Mickey Mouse or whatever. Oh, yeah,
1: Mr. Potato Head. Better must re- re-edit that bit out. Must remember. Note to self, keep it as potato head. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's... I'm in a funny mood today. So how many things that are not perfect of Office 365 can we think of? A million. A million. All right, let me get a pen. Number one. <laughs> Can't change the name in MST. Can't change the name. Exactly. Right, yes. I've got another one. Okay, that's fine. Uh, number two.
0: Um, Oh, um, so, you know, those days when you really wanted to send an attachment uh, in a mail to somebody, when you really need to deliver something. How freaking hard is that still to this day? I've got my document in SharePoint or in OneDrive or in Teams, and I want to send that document as an email to somebody. Just completed writing a report. Now I have to send it out to my customer.
1: Really? Um, how long have you been in this game?
0: Around 15 years. And it's been okay. bloody difficult for 15
1: years. So let me just get this straight. So what you want to do is I'm working on a document. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And I finished the document. Yup. Yeah. And I've saved it, presumably, to SharePoint or OneDrive, or it's just saved itself. Exactly. All right. And then I close the document. Yes. Then I open Outlook. Yes. And I say new email. Yes. And then I type in the name of the person across the top of the email that I want to send (laughs) it to. Yeah.
0: Well, this is is turning out to be a very long episode. (laughs) Yes. Uh Yes.
1: But (laughs) we've got nothing else to talk about, remember? (laughs) Okay. And then... And then I take, go to the button that says attachment and on the drop down, there's the report that I've just finished, so I click on it.
0: Unless it's not one of the documents that you've recently worked on.
1: But I've just recently worked on it, you're, <laughs> yes, I you're get just it. Acting, just a second, don't argue with me just because you're not in the same room tonight um you you said your your requirement your user story here was yes i finish a report and i want to email it immediately
0: uh, yes but so now, now i've changed my mind <laughs>
1: <laughs> changed. is this an it depends or i'm going to pretend to be a user no. who keeps changing his mind
0: no, no, I'm I'm definitely a user that keeps changing its mind. But um,
1: but let's come back. I'm assuming you've got a real gripe here, but it can't be as simple as just not being able to email an attachment. It's, we've been doing that for 25 years.
0: I know, and it's still bloody difficult to uh, if you've got a, a bunch of documents that you want to send out. And as you said, it's true. Right? When I just worked on the document, it will be my recent files. But maybe it's somebody that needs to get some kind of document that I haven't been working on for the last two months.
1: Maybe. Maybe it's somebody. Yeah. So, so
0: I still need you, to download that document and then drag that into my email. That...
1: No, you don't. Yes, you do. I've never thought about that <laughs> before. <laughs> That's because I'm a forward thinker and I tend to have all my libraries synchronized down to my laptop. So
0: yes, but you don't have that for all the SharePoint sites that you're working with, or maybe you do.
1: How many places do you save documents to?
0: A lot. And also I've got a lot of customers, so I've, I've, I've oh, yeah. my, my like, stuff is
1: all over the place. You're like an everyday user on Office 365, aren't you? I'd forgot about that. <laughs> all those MS Teams accounts and the things and oh, services oh, you connect to.
0: Yes. So, number three, <laughs> <laughs> all those Teams accounts.
1: <laughs> so, if we're not going to put them on user voice because user voice is closing, where are we going to register all of these bitchy moments we've got?
0: Yeah, I would say the show notes, but nobody really <laughs> reads them anyway. So
1: no, no, that's true. I think uh, I think actually, what we'll do in our show notes this time is we're going to put in a word of Klingon or two, <laughs> and then we'll see whether anybody says anything on Twitter. <laughs> Dead to just, the infidels. <laughs> or yes, just to see whether anybody ever reads those those bloody show notes that i spend an hour and a half writing every sunday morning when i uh you know mix down this podcast
0: yeah you know you know it's it's not really klingon but one of the one of the uh, twitter accounts that i just love to follow is uh picard's management tips they're <laughs> always brilliant
1: it's a twitter account is it it's
0: it's a twitter account i'm, I'm not 100 sure it's Picard's management tips or, or leadership tips or something like that. They're always just bloody brilliant.
1: <laughs> All right, made a note, made a note. Okay, I have a real complaint that hopefully oh. you, you have an answer for me, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it actually came from a, a user and I, I had an answer for them because I went, well, you just do what you always do. But then I came to the conclusion that what you always used to do was never really cool anyway. So if I, if I open up uh, a word document, brand new blank word document, and I write a document. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I want to save it. So I kind of do a save as, and you know, I'm on a properly connected um, native machine to office 365. Everything's all signed in. We're all good to go. Um. And uh, it says save. So on my word, I now get a couple of options. I get native laptop or save to your device. I get saved to OneDrive or I get saved to SharePoint. Yeah. So if I click SharePoint, okay, I get a list of sites. Yes. Now, I have 800 sites on my network. Exactly. Maybe I have 200 of those sites. And I only get the top 15 all right so it's very 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 annoying and i actually went through user voice and there's no specific request to change this so i came to the conclusion that i was just a complete ass and that i was the one that was wrong here okay but then i started to compare it to what you used to do so um about 20 years ago, before Office 365, this is what would normally happen. You would open up Word, you would write the document, you would go to save, it would open up the panel, and it would say, choose a folder. Well, I can do that today, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. Or it would say, uh, put in a mapped drive, and that's fine. That's the same as having a synced folder. Yeah. But if I needed to save it to something that I haven't mapped to, I would... Still can't you, that you haven't it.
0: recently been going to. Yeah. yeah, so
1: I would still have to go and get the sort of server name forward slash folder, folder, folder and paste it in. So even though I'm sitting there bitching about the fact that, you know, I can't go and find all these sites, it's actually like for like.
0: Exactly. And and you have the exact same problem in, in a different, uh, in, in a bunch of, of areas, like for example, um, I'm doing uh, a big migration at the moment. And at some point, we're moving from SharePoint 2013 to uh, to Office 365. But I'm also using a lot of temporary sites because some sites need to be mashed together. And I just want to move it to a temporary site. And then I want to move the files to their final destination. But if I haven't been to those sites yet, they're not showing up on my Move to list, and I don't have a I don't have a search button or something on that move to list. I only have the last ten sites that I've been to, and I can say more, and then I get ten more sites, and I get more, I get ten more sites. But it yeah, so there's no search
1: option for it.
0: No, exactly, and same thing with with the save dialog. What I really want to have is a way where I can say okay, I want to save this to SharePoint or to Teams and that it actually it proposes a bunch of options that would more than likely be the case but it would i think it should also give me like a search option to say okay search the site that you want to save this to because as you said in a big company we'll we'll have thousands of sites
1: i can't help feeling that we're both wrong with this somehow you know you would think Yeah. Listen, it has been known before that you have been wrong. So it's a reasonable assumption that
0: once or twice every year, but
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. We are definitely make mistakes and screw up on this thing. But it, it kind of feels like, even though it's logical, I should be able to find any site or any library that I want to search for. It kind of feels like I'm asking too much. It's like going into your grandma's house and asking for yet another biscuit after you've already ate five, you kind of know you want the biscuit, but you kind of, yeah, should I, shouldn't I open it? I, I could end up with, let's assume that I've got access to 50 sites and they've all got two libraries on. That's a kind of a hundred libraries that somehow you have to kind of do. And let's be honest. Name the give me the titles of the last five libraries that you shared that you saved a document to in a SharePoint site or in an Office 365 site. The five of them could you do that?
0: Yeah, they're all called shared documents, <laughs> but on different sites.
1: <laughs> so there's even more of a problem. So I searched for the library name and I ended up with everything else. So, <clears throat> dear Jeff. No. <laughs> What we'd like is the combined intelligence of Microsoft and all of their communities to try and work out how we can resolve the problem that when I want to move a document, I have a very easy, sensible way of choosing the library.
0: But also, Um, let's let's be clear, like 80% of the people will just work within one department and they'll have, let's say, five projects going on so they'll they'll only have those six sites that they need to work on.
1: let's be honest, Cortana will know anyway, so she'll just sit there and go, oh, this is what you was about to think of," and just put the folder on there
0: because you've written this in the document. I think that this site might be the perfect location to store this in
1: that's true. This is where you always write, where you always save your documents, where you're having a complaint about X. So I'm going to align this document that you've just written with the documents you've written in the past. And I'm going to give you those suggestions.
0: Exactly. Just like Grammarly does for my
1: text. Did you mean this? So does that mean that this big charade we've just had about things that were wrong with Microsoft is actually because we're not normal people? and that we we don't provide enough standard responses when we save documents um, that Cortana or whoever it is, who is it behind there nowadays, by the way? Do we call her Azure? Is she related to Cortana? Is AI actually still Cortana? Is it Cortana's daughter, grandchild? Do they have the same DNA? Who is it actually that makes these decisions now? Miss Graff? Miss Graf, <laughs> I always like to think that Azure is
0: the the sister of Ariel, the Little Mermaid.
1: That's, whenever I think of Miss Graf, I'm thinking of leather corsets, long boots, and a whip.
0: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Okay.
1: No, no, I need a few more minutes for this one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, well, uh, okay, that, that's going to make work life more pleasant. Yes, definitely.
1: But it's true, though, actually, isn't it? You know, I had this silly idea of thinking of all these things that we would want Office 365 to do that, you know, might be stupid and out there. But, but this is a kind of typical example of what I was thinking about in that, you know, why can it not actually, instead of just giving me the recent documents, give me a choice? Let me make a suggestion for you, like like you get on, you know, um, uh, uh, net Netflix, when you get a button now that says play something, you know. Yeah, just...
0: but to be honest, like everyone in lockdown has probably now seen ninety nine percent of everything that's on Netflix
1: okay and actually the button does cheat it just usually gives you the latest stuff they want you to put to listen to rather than something yeah. you would be clever. it's it's but the but same
0: it's the same thing with advertising you just bought a new fridge on amazon so for now on the next three weeks everywhere you will see advertising for new fridges
1: now i can do better than that I, we are jumping around everywhere today aren't we but um, I can do better than that. <laughs> I I saw a advert on Facebook about four weeks ago for a for a kind of built uh, so, a permanent standing desky thing, and it was built out of beautiful maple wood, and you just slot the different shelf in and everything else. And the advert stopped appearing. Okay, and so um, I uh, was somebody was talking about problems with their desk and not being able to stand up and I went oh yeah I've seen this advert on Facebook and lo and behold two days later it started appearing again in my newsfeed.
0: yes that is
1: one of the most typical things this yeah but but it's the conspiracy theory that I really really believe is not a conspiracy theory which of course is my google phone listening to everything I say
0: and why why doesn't Cortana do that so when i'm having a water cooler conversation with somebody about something and that Cortana then sends me an email like do you want to maybe do this or do that because i heard you talk about i heard you talk about how you would manage project x much better than the current project manager well the current project manager has been laid off so do you want the job
1: it's true, isn't it? If 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 you was to take then all of these wonderful techniques that the marketing organizations use in your browsing history and the things you search for to try and predict the cool things that you know you nearly bought but never did to try and tempt you. Why can't you take that same thing into your business and where would it be really, really useful? I like the idea that, hey, the phone is constantly listening to me. Uh, but, you know, in, in many organizations, they still don't let you have access to the files of the people that left the company, never mind oh, yeah. sitting there monitor your voice and use it to predict things. <clears throat> and the other thing is, do you have time to listen? You know, in an all eight hour working day, do you actually have time to listen? So, At the weekend, I I sit there and and open my browser and start to sort of get lost in all of the, you know, the um, (laughs) pop ups. So, yeah, you know, on a typical weekend, I kind of get lost. And then an hour later, I'm suddenly still reading the news articles from some country I've never heard of. So if you're actually in your office and your uh, Office 365 or your MS Teams site is now suddenly popping up, reminders of things that you might want to know about based upon comments in your emails or conversations you're having, would it actually be efficient?
0: No, but I'm, I'm I'm thinking about where, like, for example, we're having a meeting around Project X and that I could suddenly just go and say, hey, Cortana, make a note that... So we've been just talking about something. Hey, Cortana, make a note that we should... Uh, ask jerry to dig into this feature
1: but can you not do that in one note
0: Uh, yes you can but i'm i'm in a meeting, like like we are now so we're talking to each other and we just came up with a brilliant idea so now i need to fire up outlook i need to Click on the new email button. I need to type down the name of Jerry. I need to give it a sensible title. I need to put the right people in CC. And then I need to start writing down that brilliant idea. And then I need to send it off. So why not? If we're just talking about it and, oh, that is a brilliant idea. Hey, Cortana, make a note uh, to ask Jerry or just send an email to Jerry uh, saying that he should look uh, into this feature.
1: But do we not do that already? Does that not work? Did they, Did I not read something a few months ago about emails responding to voice?
0: Yeah, maybe. But I, I think that would be brilliant if that would be built in into a Teams meeting. Like Cortana would just be listening. And maybe okay. then she could also uh, create meeting reports dynamically based on whatever we're saying. We know, we know that stream can already listen to our voice and make a, 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 a transcript. So why not use the power of Cortana to, make that trans, to change that transcript into uh, a real meeting report with actionable items and invite all the people that need to do something with this. And then we would really have proper intelligent meetings. I think this is a brilliant idea.
1: I'm kind of speechless.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. That's the one one time every year I get you speechless.
1: I actually think that's so freaking awesome. Yeah. And as you think about it, it's on the edge of possible, isn't it? Yes,
0: unless you're living in Germany. (laughs) (laughs) Because then you would have so many issues with GDPR and... All other kinds of uh, legislation. Yes,
1: yes and no. I mean, already you give yourself permission to record the meeting. So generally, there's a protocol that says, guys, we're going to record this meeting. Does anybody object? Uh, nobody objects. Exactly. So you record You're the meeting. are already recording it. Yes. So if, at the same time, you can sit there and say, guys, we're going to also t- put on uh, Pick a Prediction, the new feature from Microsoft Teams. That will predict where it thinks you've got actions or goals met, or it's going to pick up on, on keywords. And if you want to make a, <laughs> and if you want to make a note at any time during the meeting, just use the magic word Abadamo Pika pick Pika Doke, and uh, at that point um, it will pick it up and uh, take a note of everything you say for the next five seconds afterwards and email it to you.
0: Yeah, brilliant.
1: Are you going to write all that up for user voice?
0: um i was i was thinking of writing that down and sending it to some people at microsoft like saying wouldn't this be a really cool idea
1: look if we think about this for a second we already have your daily email that is scanning all of your the text on your emails in and out and kind of identifying the things that you need to do and in your tasks if you go into OneNote, you can I know it's uh, by hand, but type in a task that gets dragged out and puts into put into your task list. So it's not going to be far away, is it?
0: No, it and, and probably be. Microsoft is already working on this.
1: I, I would expect them to be, and if not, you should be. All right. <laughs> I was kind of thinking of something really, really stupid, then and I changed my mind, and just when you should be, but but you know that that stream is going to pull out uh, all of the transcriptions again so every t- a new stream is going to do that yeah uh, it's going to be stored in teams already so yeah. it's it's already close there it's been assessed in fact it's ai that has processed the voice so it's just a subroutine that kind of says i'm looking for these words guys yeah um, exactly
0: or even like nice. when like like your cortana uh, like your google or your alexa Something that needs a wake up word to actually do
1: something. You could sing it, okay? Has everybody agree with these minutes? Please record and pass them on to the boss at the end of the time. Finished. Uh, anybody else like to add anything to the meeting? Yeah, you could sing the changes. Yeah. Well, all right. It was a bit of a silly idea. <laughs> no, but I like-
0: think I think that's that's really a good idea that Cortana would start writing down meeting notes actionable items things like that yeah
1: cool i like that idea i like that idea but we're still getting back to the fact that we still want microsoft just to do more simple stuff like work out where this document should be saved to
0: yes exactly
1: and um, why why is recent items list always so short <laughs> You know, the document you want is always just dropped off the end of your recent items list.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Actually, to be fair, uh, the new feature in Office on the all documents on the homepage now does go on on and on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. So that, that list of recent documents. I also seem to notice as well, I was checking it out the other day, not not in any real detail, but as I was scanning down, the, seeing how long this thing went on for. Uh, it also gives you more information about who was shared with. I know we have the usual modified and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But at the list now, it actually gives you kind of more real time as to who's working on the document at the time, et cetera, et cetera. So I do quite like that new all uh, versions list, I might start going back to the home page again. Yeah. So, and so it's,
0: that's it. It's also really cool that now we've got that new SharePoint app bar on the left hand side, that new left rail that's also showing up your latest document. So let's say you're in the legal side and you need to bring up some kind of document that you've already been working on for something else. You can just immediately find it, immediately bring it up without having to go to a different site or to open up your Explorer or to open up Teams or whatever. So you'll just find all your recent documents there. Provided that you need to find a recent document and not a document from three months ago that's just disappeared off the
1: list. Yes, annoyingly. I do wonder what the statistics are like about what the definition of a recent document actually is.
0: I think it's just the last 20 documents or something.
1: Yeah, but it's kind of too easy, isn't it, that? So what about the last 20 documents that was modified or modified by you or your colleagues or opened recently by somebody that was in a meeting that you was in? Does does the algorithm not extend beyond that? No. That's what Dell does, you. of course. Yeah. Just me. Yes. Just my yes. most recent documents. Yes.
0: Well, kind if we're talking about things that could be improved, let's talk about Delve. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How can you improve on delve? Delve is perfect. Um... all right, let's just just touch on Delve for a minute. Is that there's in that one application it's still focused around content, but it's focusing on all of the metadata around that content, be it people, meetings, email, delivery shares and all that kind of stuff. Uh, So so the whole graph thing. Mm -hmm. And then basically what it's doing is it's saying, uh, and based on that, I'm going to order your content in a certain kind of way. Yeah. So what's missing?
0: Um, A good overview to see everything. I need need a better UI. I, I believe that this UI worked perfectly five years ago, but it's it's just not enough.
1: do you think they're too frightened?
0: Well, I haven't really seen anything change in Dell for the last I don't know three or four years. so I don't mm. think they're it's being worked on still.
1: No, but I think that they got so slant uh, slanted for it or they they got they had so much crap thrown at them for it oh, yeah. because people not understanding it and thinking that Big Brother was watching them which it is anyway, of course. Um, But uh, uh, so then they got it knocked out. But the whole reason we get a list of recent documents and all documents and, you know, my most modified documents and all that is because of that Delve technology in the back that they renamed to Graph and then added a bit. So there's a very, very good chance that you won't end up with your new interface because Microsoft didn't want to tell the world that it's still something we're working on and that that you all used to be so nervous about.
0: Well, you now have your workplace analytics and your uh, personal analytics thing, so that also includes some of that, and you've got that technology in your daily work email, things like that. So, yeah, well, mm, yeah, well, wow.
1: <laughs> but yes, the interface is hidden away, and and as much as I like that interface, I tend to uh, I, I tend to just use my most recent. Exactly.
0: Documents. The only reason why a lot of people are still using Delph is to change their profile.
1: And yes, especially the language one, which is hidden about four depths back and behind yeah. three double dots somewhere. Exactly the one that most. one. That one.
0: That's crazy. <laughs>
1: All it the other crazy. things
0: you can't change because that is, that's all managed on a, an a organizational level. And that says, one thing yes. that you can change is stored in the third tab behind the three dots. And then you have to click two more times and then you can find it. Sure. And it's
1: still a classic page.
0: Yeah, but why don't we have a proper, good-looking profile page that we can either change for ourselves, a bunch of fields... But that would also appear or that we could click through. Like everywhere now we've got these nice looking people cards. But why can't I click through on a people card and be greeted with a proper looking personal homepage where you can have a nice banner on top, where you can list your blog and your whatever and how you want to be greeted, how you want to be called, for example, which is a big thing with the whole inclusive uh, thing. Um, And and a a number of other things like where you just want to tell a little bit about yourself. Now, especially now these days where we're all working from home. I just did uh, a project from June until February full time for a customer. I've never, ever, ever stepped foot in the office I only saw people uh in meetings e- via email on calls I never met them in real life so I really want to learn more about those people do I really need to facebook them do I really need to find them on linkedin and then only find like the business kind of site why don't we have a proper profile page in office 365 where we can all just write down who we are how we feel, things like that.
1: You mean like my site?
0: Exactly like my site, exactly like that, where I can have my own blog, for example. We're always, like, for the last 10 years, we're saying, like, oh, yeah, the CEO should have a company blog, yeah. And now we've got these beautiful-looking communication sites why can't I have my own profile page that just looks like a communication page that just works the same way where I can showcase a number of things? It's not that hard.
1: But you can have one. Can I? You can create a page in OneDrive. But that's not going to be linked to...
0: Wait, 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 oh, back up. You can create a page in OneDrive?
1: Yeah, I'm sure you can. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking.
0: But yeah, cool no
1: idea if you could.
0: Yeah, in theory you could, because in theory it's still SharePoint, so uh huh.
1: Okay. And we're we're just talking away here while I just click on the new button down here and get no pages.
0: No, of course not. Because pages Uh, should be stored in the site pages library, not in your documents. But then again, your OneDrive is a SharePoint. So why? it it, it would be the perfect location for that as well.
1: Yes, but but the problem isn't necessarily being able to build the page, is it? The problem is actually being able to work out how people are going to find it and where you're going to include it.
0: It needs to be linked to that people card. So we've got these super cool people cards that you can now expand as well, where you can see the last documents that uh, that person has worked on. It's it's looking really cool, but just like we have Cortex right now, or I should say, uh, Viva. Uh, uh, what was that? Viva uh, not topics. connections. Topics exactly. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. That would
0: just link to a to a to a topic page. I mean, why can't? My people card have a link to a proper profile page.
1: Um, I, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> I'm just sitting there looking at it at the card for one of my the members of my team, and I do actually get their overview. Yeah, um, you've got a I lot do get of information to see their profile. there. profile. Yeah. So I kind of do get a page, but what's really exciting is the info bar has appeared on my tenant just as we're working. The SharePoint it's, app bar. The app bar has ah. just appeared on my left-hand side. Yes. Nice. So I guess I'll have to go and play with that tomorrow. Yeah. Um, you're right. They're, they're, I mean, you get to see the files of these individuals. And even if you're LinkedIn, you get all of that. But this is coming from the contacts. Exactly. It and and Microsoft bought LinkedIn
0: number of years ago. So why don't we have more integration with those two?
1: Uh, I have three letters. G, D, P, R.
0: That's four letters.
1: <laughs> That's what I said. I had did I just I thought, say I three thought you letters? said I've got three letters,
0: sorry, my bad.
1: <laughs> you see, I'm of an age now where I actually don't know what I said. Uh, <laughs> So you're just playing with me you are right there's a real opportunity here isn't there once you pick that individual page up from somebody yes. yeah to to actually and and it's not a lot yeah, no this no it's, it's not a lot again because it literally is just just a pages a site pages library and you know i bet you i haven't got time now but i'll go dig around inside that OneDrive. And I bet you there is a site pages library. It's just never been No,
0: but it's surfaced. it's hidden away somewhere. If, if it's, it's already uh, yeah. there, it's hidden away.
1: Yeah, but it's surfaced. So it's just not, sorry, it's not surfaced. So it only needs a slight change to be able to sort of uh, bring that, that stuff up. It'll have its own content type and all that kind of thing. So, yeah. yeah, I like that one. I mean, I have to say you've just wasted 10 minutes of our podcast Raving away and, and, and thinking about that. So, you obviously feel quite personable about that. No, I need to rephrase this, Marine. I'm sorry. Your ego feels like it's missing an opportunity. That's where I was exactly. To
0: say. Exactly. I just, I, I just want an opportunity to, to, to tell all my customers that I'm an MVP. So, I just want to have that MVP logo on my profile page.
1: And of course, you'll be leaving that behind on every single Office 365 account that you create for all of your clients. Of yes, but but for, through that tirade, which was fun to listen to, I enjoyed watching it because because locked down, I actually get to see the video too, uh, which I'm not recording this time, which is silly. I should have done that. Um, uh, and and that is this idea that you know you can decide you know how I want to be referred to and all that kind of stuff, and that yeah. in, inclus, inclusivity. 'Cause that, that inclusion stuff really is at a personal level, isn't it? And since we lost my sites, well actually no, we didn't ever lose them, they just renamed them to OneDrive and took away a bunch of the features. But since we have lost that capability, we tend to have lost a bit of personality on the site. Yeah. And yet it's everywhere else. You know, I'm just because of where the page is, I'm looking at SharePoint page at the moment on on the admin screen and I can see pictures of everybody against their documents. So, you know, even though I've lost that point personal touch that used to be my site where I could put my blogs and my comments were collected, my face or my personality is still everywhere because I modified this file or I viewed that or I looked at this. Um, And so, uh, yeah, I think we've spread ourselves around there, but I think you're right. Um, I tell you what, let's not tell anybody. But I think we should come up with our own tool here and sell it to people as a add-on app to Office 365. You know, we could call it My Site. <laughs> I
0: was waiting for that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a little yeah. bit obvious that one was
0: My Delve.
1: My Delve. <laughs> Delve. I, I always thought that was a very strange word. I just love it when it still pops up. I mean, it still appears. Um, it, it,
0: it reminds me of that uh, Groovegold whiskey that we had. Uh, oh, before. yes, the
1: Swedish one from Sven. Yeah,
0: the, the one that was sto- where the barrels are stored in a mine somewhere. So in you the need coal mine delve. in
1: Sweden, yes.
0: You need to delve for that barrel.
1: Yeah, no, I still love it. There it is, delve.office.com. Very, very nice. There you go. I still love Dove. And whenever I show it to people, they go, really? You mean I could just click and see what emails and my attachments are? I mean, the access to the content in here is astounding. There is no other place that you can easily pull off those attached files from your emails and see what there are. Why is that feature not in your OneDrive?
0: Yes, exactly. So same what? thing with, with the whole praise, for example. Now, in Teams, you can praise somebody. So what if we could, on, on our profile page, collect all those praises that we got from all these different pra- places and then just show them off as a, in a praise bar?
1: Your ego again.
0: No, I'm just thinking about all these connections that we can make between all the products. We've got all the bits and bobs everywhere, but they're not connected. They're not gathered in one spot for people to discover.
1: They are connected. They are there. It's just that we haven't actually thought about how to bring them together and where to bring them together. Yeah. Or somebody at Microsoft hasn't. It's probably on their backlog, but so so low down on the backlog. Because of new products and connections and all that kind of stuff and topics and um, and all those things that are kind of into play and uh, it's difficult. But but there are some fairly obvious things that that could be done. That's one of them. I mean, delve being able to see attachments directly in delve from an email was perfect. So yeah. why why could I not just have that in my search results as content and documents? I do actually need to have a workflow that rips them off my email and puts them somewhere else. I, there, there are there are a number of. I knew this was a good idea. Yes. Talking about all the things that are missing, we've we've ended up doing it anyway, even if we decided not to. Yeah. All right. So this has been a bit of a, a rabbiting podcast, especially from you, Moreno. Obviously, you have your voice in today, which is brilliant to listen to. I just love you going down this line. Uh, And and because of this scenario where I was kind of just watching this bird's eye cameras view from your laptop screen and not you standing over here in the corner of my office, um, uh, being able to do do, the podcast together. So, yes, it's been good fun to watch that. So I've enjoyed it. Um, But we rabbited on a bit. So what would be the number one thing then if we was to complete a user voice entry that we would put in? Would it be... That idea that the delve feature of being able to put attachments, display attachments from my email in my OneDrive, that would probably be mine. Yours, I guess, would be because you did go on for a good seven and a half minutes talking about it. I'm guessing yours would be the my site. We want my site. We want my site. We want my site. You know, we one... want my site. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just thought about another thing. So in my new car, I've got a nice big uh, touch screen in, in the middle. Um, that uh, so, so now when I'm listening to... It's got Android Auto. Um, and now when I listen to Spotify, for example, when I listen to a podcast, it gives me a nice visual representation that is coming from the podcast. So for example, when I'm listening to... Um, uh, crap, what's his name? Uh, that number one podcast uh, dude that always smokes weed and does his MMA and stand-up things. Um, it's got a really nice visualization of his guest, for example, that is showing up. I still need to see how our podcast shows up there. But uh, anyway. Depends um, which image
1: I upload with it because I do mix and match images when I when I upload it. So. Yeah,
0: so I'm, I'm really curious how that shows up. So that's something I need to do tomorrow. Um, But why can't I have my Teams meetings on there? When I just have my meeting, when I'm driving in the car, I'm just talking, and then a bunch of options would show up there on that screen for my Android Auto.
1: Because it's illegal.
0: True. (laughs) True.
1: (laughs) Because it's a video.
0: Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Okay.
1: Just imagine, you could actually have the camera pointing forward in the car so everybody else could see where you're driving. So then you could sit there and watch the people in the meeting on the monitor in the middle of your screen and then they could sit there and let you know while you're presenting if there's something you're about to hit.
0: (laughs) Oh, you need to take this next exit, John. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Turn right now. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, that's why that wouldn't happen. But... I'm fairly certain that if the car was stopped, then you could, because one thing that Android and Google are very good at is they won't allow you to do too many things whilst you're moving, Yeah, you know, like connecting your Bluetooth because your daughter wants to connect her phone instead of yours, but you're not allowed to do that while you're driving, so you have to stop just to, you know. Yeah. They and think then everybody on the, the highway gets
0: annoyed because you're in the left lane <laughs> just stopping. I,
1: that's yeah. exactly right. I'm uh, stopped in the fast lane because Google told me it was unsafe to continue driving while I change over my Bluetooth settings and try and type in the five-digit number <laughs> to confirm <laughs> that, that I am connecting to the right device. Yes.
0: <laughs> All right. Enough of that blabber. Let's go to whiskey.
1: Uh, oh, yeah, I guess we should be drinking a little bit of a whiskey. Yes. And I guess we're back to drinking two again.
0: Yeah, exactly, which is unfortunate because you had this Australian whiskey that I'm really eager to <clears throat> taste.
1: So so we're not doing that. We will save that till we get ourselves together sometime in the next two to three weeks. So what are you going to be? Uh...
0: I am going <coughs> for my uh, Deanston 12-year-old, which is... Something that you can find almost everywhere. Um, Cool story about their distillery, which is, I think, the only one in Scotland that is self-sufficient. They've got their own dam, their own uh, water turbine. Uh, We covered this whiskey in uh, the fourth episode of our Whiskey at ease. So the second journey, first episode. Yeah, Um, so I've started
1: calling these episode 2-1.
0: Oh yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Yeah, two dash yeah. one. Yes, exactly. So uh, I'm going to taste the twelve year old uh, Deanston, which is of course unchill filtered, brilliant Highlands uh, single malt. Um, and
1: that's okay. You know, while you're pouring that, I'll talk yep, about what I'm going to be doing. Let me just do so, this. Um, uh, from my for my birthday this year, I got a, a tasting kit of Japanese. Uh, whiskey is from my friend Tony over in uh, Netherlands who's also equally locked down as as we are. Um, and uh, he knows that uh, uh, I like Japanese whiskey. And we know we were supposed to be going to Japan. Uh, in fact, we should have been talking about it by now. And what a wonderful time we had. Uh, but life moves on or not, as it case makes being in the lockdown. Uh, and so I've chosen one of those today. So this is the um Hatozaki. Uh, if I've pronounced it right, because I'm really very good at pronouncing the names of these whiskies from Scotland and Japan. But Atazaki, it's the name of a famous lighthouse in Japan. It's a blend. And what um, uh, is really quite cool about this is it's a blend of malt and grain whiskies. So it's going to have the same. And it has my favourite barrel. So it's in in a Mizunara cask uh, in terms of finished in there. What's really unusual is that it's finished in a sherry bourbon cask, or it's matured in a sherry bourbon cask, finished in Mizanara. But it's kind of like water. In terms yes. of the color of this thing, it is very light water. So, um, yeah, I'm interested to see what I it think, tastes like. I think the it's sales clerk just
0: drank it and then filled it up with water just to, sh- yeah.
1: Um, I It is that kind of clear, yes. Yeah. I see that Uh, on the video. It's more than water. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Never seen a whiskey that color. But you're. You just took a smell and your eyes light up.
1: Well, when I look at the color of this, I'm talking about my whiskey again. Uh, But you've said a lot tonight already. So we'll come back to yours in a bit. But as soon as I was looking at this, I was kind of thinking of, you know, sort of Japanese blossoms and. that wonderful plumness, plum smell. And sure enough, it's big. It's big on the nose. Oh, the misanaritas and the bourbon you can taste. Oh, lovely. So what's your Deanston like? My Deanston,
0: it's, 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 it's a typical uh, Highland whiskey. Um, It's, it, it's not any weirdness at all. It's just rich, creamy toffee, uh, Honey, uh, some vanilla, um, little spice as well. Um, aftertaste um, or the finish is decent. It's not going for miles and miles and miles. It's it's decent. So it's it's a good drinker's whiskey.
1: And it's, it's not an Islay whiskey, it's Highland, you were saying. So the word you, Highland, yes. I was just mis, misheard that and then I realized yes. what you'd actually said. Yes. If, so, if anybody wants to look up at the Deanston, just look it up online and just look at the pictures of this distillery. It is idyllic in terms of its location. It's next to a, a rumbling river and they pull off the water at the top into what they call a lay which then runs down and goes underneath the distillery, and that's what powers the turbines, which means that the electricity and the whiskey is actually coming from the water. Um, so so going, going back to this blend, this is really actually more pleasant than I thought it was going to be because of that. It, it's got a nose on it that is, it just doesn't betray the colours, um, that kind of soft peachy colour that it, that it has. Um, it's a little sweet on the nose, but it is very rich in terms of of the the sort of um, uh, the, the the depth of that nose. It's very nice. And taste. This is a kind of perfect combination of fruit and spice. Oh. Well. Yeah, it's not spiced like in a you know a, 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 a Scotch a Scottish whiskey or anything. It's really that oakiness that comes from the bourbon casks, I think. And then you get that herbiness that comes from the Mizunara finish that mm. is actually in there. I'm, I'm looking at a few toast profiles here. They say caramel. I don't really get a lot of caramel, but I do get a lot of kind of um, Japanese fruits and peaches. Okay. Cool. And so if anybody wants to hear more about that, Deanstons, they can pick up our Whiskey at Ease channel, uh, waiting for episode 2.1 coming out. You can Uh, find that uh, on uh, YouTube. Yeah, you'll be able to absolutely find that on YouTube. Actually, if you just search on uh, Google or on Bing for Whiskey at Ease, one word with the word AT instead of the sign, it will actually find it top of the list. So our search uh, engines are actually doing quite well on that channel at the moment. So it's quite nice. Um, Yes, I think that by next week, one of those might be arriving on my doorstep. (laughs) (laughs) Miraculously. Yes, just delivered for fun. Yeah. Delivered for fun. All right, cool. Oh, well, considering, as always, we started this podcast by saying, what What are we going to talk about? about? Yeah, what are we going to say? And uh, that's the depth of Microsoft 365, isn't it? It touches every aspect of the business. It touches every person in the business, even if they only do email. It's complex and has depth in terms of what it does and the services and the functionality that it delivers. And the finish goes on and on and on, depending upon what your attention schedules are like. <laughs> Sorry, I just really couldn't get in. I just felt that coming along. You know? That was clever. I love it that. It was. Too clever. But, but it's true. And I think that it will never be perfect because it will never be everything to everybody. Um, and some things are just really difficult to fix. So even though we've had a bit of a bitching session around things that don't quite work, it's not meant to be taken seriously. So dear Jeff, when you listen to this podcast, um, don't think that we're complaining about your awesome product. We're not. But maybe, just maybe, there is a suggestion or two for change or improvement um, that you might hear in some of the words.
0: Yeah. Call me. Call me.
1: <laughs> Let's Call have a
0: chat about me. it.
1: And um, we cannot leave without thinking and talking about Saturday. Yes. Uh, so we're recording this uh, on the 23rd of March. It will be live after the event, but Saturday... uh, Is a 20-year-old SharePoint birthday. And um, if you didn't get a ticket, the only thing I can say to you really now is it's too late. By the time you listen to this, (laughs) it will be over and finished. Yeah. All right. As always, Moraine, I'll leave the final words to you. Um, And uh, just to say I enjoyed this. I do like talking around different ideas and i thought our dave idea in episode 55 was brilliant but talking about things like how streams should be able to identify tasks that you talk about doing in meetings and then pull them out and actually make them a real task on the to-do list i think is an even improvement on that so i wonder what we're going to do in the next episode and beat those two there you go moraine say goodbye to these nice people
0: Goodbye, nice people. It was a pleasure talking to you once more and talk to you again in two weeks. If I give you a bottle, will that help you hit the road?
1: That would be awesome. If only we could put whiskey in the cloud and build an app to download it straight into the glass.
0: And you said I was the millennial. All right. Out, out. Thank you, miss. See you next time. Oh Steve, you know what? You know what we forgot to talk about? Next
1: time we're in on the next Office 365.